Connecting you to the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. My mom and dad are listening to me right now as I'm on radio throughout the state of Alabama, mommy. Throughout the state of it, just said you were the best mommy in the whole world. This is the Press Box. Well, mommy and daddy should be very proud. His son has his team at 22-1 and and winners of 19 straight. That's the Auburn Tigers. Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network joins us. From the loveliest village on the plane, Chris Stewart of the Crimson Tide Sports Network is with us in Birmingham. Mike Grace here inside the Breakline Optic Studios. And Christopher, let's talk a little SEC hoop, shall we? We can do just that. Dane Bradshaw of ESPN, the SEC Network, kind enough to join us. Dane, I apologize. I can't even remember which game you had this weekend. Uh, I think we worked the same game a few weeks ago, but set up on the opposite sides of the floor. Didn't get to talk to each other, but it's great to have you on the show and appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Yeah, no, great to talk with you, Chris. Um, yeah, I had Mississippi State, Arkansas. So the uh, the Hogs continued to roll. They've got their big win streak with, uh, man, what a huge opportunity Arkansas has to improve their resume, solidify their NCAA tournament chances. They've got, they host Auburn tomorrow in Bud Walton Arena, which will, most uh, definitely be a sellout, and then they go on the road to to your Crimson Tide. So see what the state of Alabama has to say about uh, Arkansas's win streak. You know, I thought they were unmasked a little bit with the start of conference play. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't feel like they really challenged themselves a whole lot out of the league, not, not to the extent of some others maybe, and that hurt them. But Man, Muss has done a really nice job of kind of steadying the ship. There's no question they add athletes and talent, but now it's it's starting to show itself. And I know they haven't played the schedule that a lot of other teams have within the league, but they've taken care of business and gotten well, which I wasn't sure they were capable of doing. Yeah, it's not just that they've won, but the old adage of of it's how they've won. And if you know, I've had several of their games, and they're passing the eye test right now. Um, and you're right. It, it was a little bit confusing earlier in the year because you're so accustomed to Eric Musselman being so known for getting transfers, uh, getting them to gel quickly. This is bef- well before transfer portal and the popularity of it. He'd been doing it for years. And so um, they, they just weren't there. And the commitment to defense was what was really lacking where you said, man, I can understand the struggles offensively a little bit, but, but they just aren't defending at all. And, and instead of going smaller lineup where they can switch a bunch of things, they actually went a little bit bigger. And they've got the uh, kid, Trey Wade, that's just kind of an unsung hero that they put in the starting lineup that's moved some things around to where their matchups are a little bit more favorable. They're better closeouts, defending the three better. Um, so they've got a ton of confidence now. They have an identity. Muss is always a guy that wants a short rotation. I mean, he's not trying to play 10 a game. It, you're, you're lucky to get him to play seven with quality minutes and he's now figured out, all right, these are the seven that I can go to battle with. And, uh, but make no mistake about it. They do have some star power. JD note leading score in the sec, but arguably the MVP of the team, Jalen Williams, the do it all center that can pass, shoot, defend, take charges, steals, blocks, you name it. Uh, one of my favorite players in the league. There's going to be a Jalen Williams celebrating at the end of tomorrow night's game because both Auburn and Arkansas have one. Uh, it'll be the the seven-man uh, rotation for Eric Musselman, the 10-man rotation for Bruce Pearl. 
Um, knowing both of these coaches as you do, Dane, what do you think they try to take away first from the other team in tomorrow night's game? Yeah, well, you know Bruce well, and, and having played for him, I know in the locker room he's saying it's our 10 versus their 7, and, and both have been committed to that their entire career, and both have very um, compelling reasons why. Uh, Eric Musselman says, look, I'd rather my top player play against your 8th, ninth, and 10th guy for 10, 10 minutes a game, and that's where I think we're going to get the lead, stretch it out, whereas Bruce says, no, well, we're going to wear you guys out and make fatigue a factor, and, and our depth is going to be – um, an advantage in the end. Um, from from just an X's and O's standpoint, I, I think uh, Arkansas has to look at Auburn and say, all right, uh, teams have been able to take away some of those lob dunks here recently where uh, Wendell Green gets down hill and just lobs it up to Kessler. I mean, Kessler is very capable, as you guys know, of getting, you know, 10 points off uncontested dunks in a game. I mean, that, that's just too many. I think Georgia did a good job of clogging the lane um last game and and of course i think there'll be a new emphasis on getting jabari smith a few more touches of course because he doesn't require a lot of dribbles just needs a post up on the on the elbow with some space or or even the three-point line to go to work um and and for arkansas I, i think you know one thing you have to do is defend without fouling and that might sound like a boring thing but they get to the free throw line extremely well they put their head down they attack the rim and they're trying to get to the free throw line um, and, and typically win that battle more times than not. Dane Branshaw, the, uh, the former Tennessee Vol, and, and now, of course, SEC and ESPN college basketball analyst. You played for Bruce, as uh, Brad alluded to, and you've seen this guy be a, a builder, and now he is a sustainer. I know last year was a was a tough one, but as Brad and I were talking off air, this is about a four-year stretch. Even though the roster it looks dramatically different from three years ago, two years ago, uh, still the the stretch that he's having now with this Auburn team to have it at this level, I, I'm sure you're not at all surprised. But how is he able to manage a roster once it's put together and develop it? to the level that he does. Yeah. The sustained success is a, is a huge part of it. And I I do, I remember when he came to Tennessee where every fan and, and heck player on the roster for that matter would have been just happy with an NCO double a tournament bid. And if we could say we were in the top 25 by God, we'd be thrilled. And, and he said, look, that's fine. We want to do that, but we want to do it year after year after year to where it's the consistency that gets you respect and the consistency that gets you on CBS and the national uh, spotlight and the game of the week and, and and really become a national program. And so his expectations are higher than even the fans at times in the athletic department. And rarely can you say a coach's expectations are higher than, than the fan bases that he's taken over. But that's what happens when you go to a school that um, has had very limited success. And he says, no, I, I know how we can do this and, and turn it around. And he does. He, he gets the, uh, you know, not not to make it too easy of an answer of the buy-in, but, uh, you know, he gets the, the, the group to play together, play aggressively. Um, I mean, look, you, you saw last game, Katie Johnson, it, it, he shot everything he touched, put his head down and, and made a lot of bad mistakes and bad shots at times. But you know what? 
he also put his head down and made one of the most critical buckets in the last 30, 45 seconds. And it's just the confidence that never leaves his players um, that he's, you know, he still coaches them. It's not AU style, but he continues to give them that long leash and still be able to reel them in at times and, and break down the film and say, all right, that won us the game, but it almost lost us the game when you guys forgot about your stud over here, Jabari Smith. So let's learn from it. And he, he just got a great balance. And, um, you know, he, I told somebody earlier, a lot of coaches, I, I don't know of any that do this, but they have, he has the depth chart on the whiteboard before the game. It'll show how many minutes you're expected to play each person. So he's very transparent with the roster. So you're not as a seventh man wondering if you're going to get in or not that game and, and playing mental head games or any of that stuff. It's like, nope. I'm going to get 10 to 15 minutes behind Walker Kessler. If he gets in foul trouble, maybe he'll go up a little bit. And and if I get hurt, third man better be ready. And so I think he's got a very uh, uh, great – he's got great communication skills, not just on the PR side, but within his locker room. Things can happen within an athletic department in a university. Uh, the guy that hires you can leave. Uh, there, There's all sorts of stuff that can occur, but – People act, that acted surprised over the news last week, <clears throat> excuse me, that he signed a long-term deal and agreed to a long-term deal at Auburn, I, I, I wasn't one of those that was surprised because I contend, Dane, that if the NCAA stuff hadn't come up, which is not even a violation now probably in, yeah. according to the NCAA rules, he would still be the guy at Tennessee. Do you believe that? Yeah, I, I do. I believe so. I don't. I, I think he enjoys the South, um, especially the way SEC basketball has continued to take that next step. Now, when he was at Tennessee, the SEC hadn't gone through their slump yet. When we were only getting, you know, barely three in the NCAA tournament, we were still getting right. that six teams, and that was before A and M Missouri even joined. And right. so, I think that that helps to where you're not sitting here in a league that lacks commitment to facilities and all that. So that that's that's a big part of him wanting to stay and not feeling like he's got to go to a quote-unquote basketball conference because um, the SEC has proven the balance that you can have. And, and he does. He likes it here. And, and when I was around him some, even at Auburn, you know, visiting with him a couple years ago, you know, the, he's, they were building their new house on the lake, you know, and, and he was like, this is home, man. This is This is the last stop. Now, those things can change. Never say never, but it, it was the sincerity. I remember him saying that, and I was like, you know, I'll be really surprised if he leaves just like you would. Dane, let's talk about uh, your, your alma mater now. Tennessee has won five straight SEC games. Their only loss in the last three weeks was a one-point loss at Texas in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I, I feel like because of the uh, the schedule they played the first couple of weeks of conference play, we're not really talking about Tennessee as much as we should uh, in the in the conversation of, of surging SEC teams. Well, and even up to this point, I'm not sure they had really deserved to be talked about as one of the top of the league teams. I mean, they were in the upper half, but it, it was, they were tough to figure out because on one hand, they had no bad losses and still don't. Every single one of their losses has uh, been to quad one teams, many of them by, you know, one possession type games. But at the same time, you watch them, you're like, man, they are so Jekyll and Hyde offensively. I mean, they they can – one minute you think you got the best three-point shooting team you've ever seen in the Barnes era, and the next minute they can't throw it in the ocean. Uh, however, the past couple games, um, I'm starting to take Tennessee – 
more and more serious because they got a, a backup point guard, Zakai Ziegler, who has become the fan favorite. He's a freshman. He's five foot nine at best, but just a pit bull. He's making shots, and, and more times than not, instead of Kennedy Chandler, the freshman point guard, having the ball in his hands, uh, they're playing them together. Uh, Vescovy has been their reliable three-point shooter. Um, but Josiah Jordan-James is, is a role player that, uh, you know, he's not a first-team All-SEC guy, but he's starting to play more aggressive, get his confidence back. He, he, was, he's, he did some good things for Tennessee, but offensively, he had been a disappointment uh, up until the last, you know, couple weeks. And now he's starting to give that consistency that Tennessee needs to where they're just much more balanced offensively because um, as much as I like the kid Santiago Vescovi, like you, you, and he's averaging 15 a game, but you can't expect a guy like that just to, to carry the team down the stretch. They got to have multiple weapons. They run kind of an equal opportunity type offense. Uh, but they're not getting equal results <laughs> from from their from their personnel. So uh, they're starting to get that, and, and their defense is is been a constant all year. So I, I'm really anxious to see how Tennessee wraps up because I think they're playing the best basketball uh, of the year right now, at least most consistently. Can you recommend a good psychiatrist for my basketball team? <laughs> Man, it's odd because I've only had you guys once in person, and I remember. Uh, you know that you've seen their their shoot arounds at the end of shoot arounds. I think it's a five minute drill where they try to make what ninety threes in five minutes, and they go to all five spots on the court, whatever the number is. And I I was uh, talking to uh, to SID to Aaron, and uh, I said, Aaron, are they are they still making their their goal this year? He goes, Yeah, no, they're making it almost every time. They they they're breaking Crazy. records, and so you know, and and shoot around and practice that they're making shots. But for whatever it is in, in the games, uh, they just there's last year when they made a shot, it was contagious. Now, when they miss a shot, it's contagious on the opposite end. And um, yeah. it, there's no question there, there's a mental hurdle there. And, and from a from an opponent standpoint, I felt like a year ago when Alabama made a three, there was an intimidation factor. You get on your heels and you're like, oh, boy, here it comes. Here comes the 9 run that we've been seeing on film, this and that. Now, if Alabama makes a three, you don't sweat it. You know, you just jog and get it back on the other end. And uh, so I think there, there's offensively that, that swagger people talk about. But um, from the opponent's side, the, the intimidation factor just, just hadn't been there because of it either. Uh, Dane, at the top of the, the standings, we, we've talked Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, talked a little about Alabama. Alabama's in that group. There, there's a, a log jam right now. Of four and six, five and five, five and four, of Mississippi State, Florida, LSU, A and M, Alabama, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. I know it's half the league. Of those teams, is there one you think has a really good chance to maybe overtake one of those teams in the top four, work its way into the double buy scenario at the SEC tournament? Um, Alabama. Uh, I still think they've got the most upside. The others, I just, you know, LSU's injury um, that, that's really been hurting them. They, they just don't have that margin for error on their on their depth chart. Uh, Mississippi State is is they, they kind of are who they are, in my opinion. You know, they're they're and five in road games and hadn't been able to really pick up that big quad one win, whereas Alabama has certainly shown they're more than capable of playing up to their competition. As we all know, they, they are capable of playing down to it, too. But it's it is appearing though that 
you know, within one or two weeks, I don't think there's going to be much drama for who's going to get the double buy or not. I, I see Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee separating themselves in that category. Um, I will say out of all those, as and Chris mentioned it, Arkansas had a pretty favorable schedule in January. We're going to see what they're made of, not just this week, but all of February. So if there's one team that I think Alabama might be able to hurdle in getting that double buy, it would be Arkansas. But if they're going to do it, they need Arkansas to go 0-2 this week with Alabama being one of those that, that knocks them off. Man, I always appreciate your time. It's great to talk to you. And, and uh, where are we going to see you this week? What have you got? Um, I'm excited, man, and, and unless they pull me off the game. But I'm about to get on the uh, airplane to Fayetteville. So I've got uh, Arkansas, Auburn tomorrow. Sweet. Um, and, then, um, and then Saturday, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. So, um, yeah, tomorrow's going to be a fun one. And Coach Musselman's already tweeted out uh, work excuse uh, notes and all that stuff to try to uh, sell out Bud Walton Arena and have them early, uh, early before tip-off. That place will be rocking. So wait a minute, you, you, you worried about me and pulled off the plane. Did, is there something in the carry on that we need to be concerned about? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not the baggage. It's it's the quality of the analyst getting assigned to a pretty good game. That, that's on. where uh, you, you get the call and they're like, Hey, we're I making an adjustment it. to the schedule. <laughs> we misspelled your name. We're sorry. Uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for the time. Safe travels and, uh, and, and be, be good. We will see you very soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate everything. Appreciate you, Dane. Thank you. you Take bet. care. Dane Bradshaw, the former University of Tennessee captain, now college basketball analyst on the SEC Network. You can follow on Twitter at Dane Bradshaw, D-A-N-E, Bradshaw, Dane Bradshaw, kind enough to join us inside the press box. And, yeah, he's got a good one. That that Auburn-Arkansas game tomorrow night, uh, One of uh, we, we kind of got a split week here. We've got a number of games on Tuesday, a number of games on Wednesday as far as the SEC goes this week. But the highlight certainly tomorrow night with Arkansas hosting top-ranked Auburn. Yep, it'll, yeah, well, it'll be fun. What are the other games? We have LSU at Texas A&M. Eh, can, that was a, hey, I bet that was a really good-looking game three weeks ago. Not so yeah. much now. Kentucky at South Carolina, Missouri at Vanderbilt. Eh, not a lot else there that's going to grab your attention, yeah. I don't yep. think, yep. tomorrow night. Agreed. Yep. Um, okay. Hogs are the interesting one. Again, we got our, our stuff to watch in our state. The highs and the it starts to say the highs and the lows, but the highs in the schizophrenia uh, <laughs> within our state. But with with the Hogs, I'm really curious. We're going to know a lot more this time next week, I think, yeah. to who they really are. They go 2-0, we got to look at them differently. Uh, yeah. Completely differently, and on a national level, because I think they're that talented. But if they drop both, then I think we're going to find out they are indeed the pretenders. In the non-conference, they had Kansas State. They had Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. especially lost, most years. Lost to Oklahoma by 22 mm. in Norman. Yeah. Uh, now, look, we understand teams are different. Teams can be much different in a right. two-month time period. But in that's one that get sticks away. out to me. Yeah, in yeah. games can get away, though. 20 points now yeah. is not 20 points 20 years ago. That's true. Yeah, but that, that's a really but your, but your point is valid as well. And we'll talk Seven about this. point win at Arkansas. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more as we go. We will. And it, it's just going to be fun to watch the rest of the league. I mean, the top four kind of set now. Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee. Those last two tied for a third. It's a log jam after that. And we'll try to break it down and do more, including talking Senior Bowl next hour on the Press Box.